0: Chiefs are on their way at mini camp, and they know how to build a team. Patrick Mahomes is going to tell you about it today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast back friends and neighbors it's a friday show here on locked on chiefs we are brought to you today by bird dogs you can go to birddogscom slash locked on nfl and they'll throw you a custom yeti style tumbler with every order so go check them out you'll hear more about them coming up thanks for making us your first listen today make another locked on show your next one so you can get ready for the weekend we are the locked on podcast network that means your team every day you every dayers know that you locos but Every show is every day. We're here five times a week, giving you every angle we can. We have some funny stuff to go over today. That's for certain. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. And I just dropped my preview of year two quarterbacks across the league and RGR football.
2: And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. Can't really talk, sorry. Uh, And there's a lot to talk about when you look at mini camp mini camp ends tomorrow uh, by the time you're listening to this it could be already over uh, or it could still be going on depends on when you listen uh, but there is a lot to talk about in what was said today and kind of you know what's going to be going on going forward but before we talk about that please text us 816-357-8781 that's 816-357-8781 that is our new text line you can text us there and we will respond and you will be hearing a lot more from us uh, once training camp starts and the regular season, but we will have some stuff between now and then as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a process as we're getting close to the end. Uh, a couple of things we'll talk about the third uh, segment today about you know, there's a ring ceremony, there's all these things that are kind of wrapping up as they get ready to depart until training camp. Where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us with a team that they have to look at and, and how it's put together. We heard some comments from Coach Reed today from Patrick as well, and I want you guys to hear it from Patrick's mouth because. When I talk about when the retirement age is, I think he has an opinion on it.
1: Yeah, I think it's just at least for me, it's it's about maximizing the moment. Um, I know that I'm not going to always have this team around me. Uh, I mean, Travis is like 45 years old. <laughs> Chris Chris is getting up to getting up there in age too, still playing at a high level. And all these guys are at the prime of their careers, and you never know if you're going to have this team. And it's not, and i I'm, I'm never have regrets about. When you play your best and and you lose, but I don't I don't want to ever have a, the regret of not giving my best every single day, and then looking back and saying, "Hey, like we had the team, and I didn't do what I need to do." in order to put us in the right position. So that's where I feel like it's not always about winning it's not always about winning that Super Bowl championship. It's about leaving everything on every single day to put yourself to give yourself the best chance and whatever happens happens because at the end of the day we're trying to everybody's trying to win it and there's a lot of great teams but uh I think we have as good a team as anybody and we can win it so I'm going to try to do whatever I can to put our team in that position.
0: I think that's really important because he's the guy with his salary contract that, that can leave a little bit on the table. We've talked about that really, overall, and and every time we bring up his contract, but just hearing him lay it out as we've talked about being able to build that team. Uh, you need every dollar you can get right now. They don't have that many, right?
2: yeah, and I, I gotta say Travis is pretty spry for forty five, but uh, <laughs> enjoy liking seeing that. yeah, they don't have very many. They're the least they have the least amount of salary cap, according to Field Yates, who just tweeted this out a little bit ago. Uh, under $400,000, uh, in salary cap space. Now let's be fair. It's not $177. And for the locos out there that have been following us for a while, that is, you know, a number that's going to live in infamy in a way. Uh, and really, if you think about it, it's, it's really where just about everything started.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's not 177, but you can see it from here. Um, Brent Tillis is certainly doing his magic. The question is, uh, in making that, getting down to that level, you know they have confidence in getting something else done to give them some cap relief. That will be the Chris Jones deal. We're going to talk about Chris and our expectations coming up later in the show. But this concept that both Andy Reid and Patrick talked about today is is managing that expectation. And we always talk about every team evolves year to year to year. And like Patrick said in that clip, it's that this year's team isn't always going to be with him. You're going to see attrition through the years as guys hit that, that point where they can't perform like they used to. Um, I don't think that that is where Travis Kelsey is. I don't think that's where Chris Jones is. But there's always guys. Um, I think this brings me right back to uh, Chad Henney and his right off into the sunset moment after a Super Bowl championship. Like That's going to start happening to this roster more and more. Blaine Gaver's here as a backup, right? According to Matt, he looks like he's clearly the backup at this point. Shane Michelle is not competitive at this point with him. But how long does he have, too? Like, we're going to see that again, right, where the backup quarterback is done before Patrick is.
2: Well, and then you start looking at all across the roster. I mean, you could even go – you can break it down into, you know, MBS is going to be somebody – I know he's only under contract one more year after this, but he's the elder statesman at that wide receiver position, and so – you know, he's a guy that is a lot closer to the end of his career than uh, Patrick is just because of the position, I would think. Uh, and that's not a slight of NBS. It's just reality of the position and the way things usually go when it comes to NFL players. So I, I think what he is saying is he understands what is in front of him. And the really important takeaway, I think, for me is he does look at it every single day. That this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to maximize everything he can for this team. He's trying to fight for a championship for this team. And when you look at all the players that are brought in and think about all the players that have been here in the last four years when Kansas City's won two separate Super Bowls, think about the guys that were on the first Super Bowl team versus who's on there right now. I mean, that gives you a pretty good idea as to the attrition. You know, Mitchell Schwartz was a huge piece of the first Super Bowl team, he's been gone for a long yeah. time now, Eric Fisher, uh, Eric Fisher too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fisher was still there and, and maybe would have been ready to play. Uh, or will, would have been playing had he not hurt his leg in the championship game. But you know, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of players that you can say, you know, we're here before Austin riders, another one. I mean, I know he's back, but technically you know, he left for a while and who knows whether or not he will be on the roster. So it, it goes a long way. It goes a lot of different directions. And, another guy Joe Tooney, that's a uh, he's an elder statesman as well
0: yeah I mean y- you could see the the end for some of, of these careers as they start to wind down but in the meantime you got to do what you got to do and I think it's kind of funny honestly right now that we we talk about Patrick as though like you know he's he's still the young kid right all these other guys are getting older Patrick's like gonna be 28 before the end of the year. That's quite a bit, and I, I think we have to enjoy that, and it's about planning for the longevity for him as well as all these other players. And leaving some of the, that contract structure that he can pull from is going to help him in the long run as well.
2: No, it's true, but the thing that is interesting with me, yeah, Patrick's 27, and you can have a debate of who's the best quarterback in the NFL, or sorry, who, who's the best quarterback the last 10 years, you uh, obviously you can have a debate in that and there's lots of different ways you could go. But one of the things that Patrick has said, and I don't remember if this was how long ago this was, but he was talking about Tom Brady and Tom Brady retiring. And the one thing he said was, you know, he can't say that he's going to play till 45, but he doesn't see any chance in the near future that he's going to be retiring. And it's a matter of you look at how he treats his body and how he trains and how he prepares Yeah, he gets dinged up from year to year, and and that could be something that causes issues down the road. But it's also a situation where he is continually working on his body, trying to get every ounce of availability out of it to try to help this team in any way that he can. And that could be even in extending his career well past what normal QBs would be playing and how well they would be playing.
0: Certainly could be. And it'll also allow him to have more players to help him, uh, and some guys are new to the roster, newly signed today as well. We're going to get to the Rasheed Rice news right after this because he certainly looks good in red. Bird dogs will make you look good as well. They have the best stretched khaki shorts right now. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a truly sculpted look. Give you the look that you're looking for, and the shorts do the exact same thing. Uh, they fit better than like the major brands, Lululemon or whatever. Uh, they fit way better than the regular shorts that you can just buy off of the rack as well. So you want to check those out. They fixed the issue by inventing a, a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. And it gives you a slimming and athletic fit, to be honest. Uh, having to sacrifice that movement is not something you want to do, and this helps you save it. All you got to do to get in on the action right now is go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. You can see here below on the YouTube channel. and. Right now, you get a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that is going to be the fact. So check out bird dogs today.
3: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The other thing we have to check out today is that in, in all this conversation about how they build the team and Patrick's expectations, the expectations is you're going to have targets. Uh, they have a newly signed draft pick. Rasheed Rice is under contract. It is done. I, I think that that's kind of under the radar, the fact that he's been going through this process in what has been a little bit atypical uh, in practicing, being out at minicamp without a contract sign. That's not the way it usually goes, and it all comes back down to the situation they're in with the cap, but they got it done, and he's he's set to go, allows him to concentrate, study over this break before training camp. I think that's going to be important. Um, they also had to make a couple other moves. Fill me in because I want to make sure that I, we get the names right.
2: <laughs> if you're going to put that on me. yeah, uh, Kikoa. Kikoa uh, Crawford, I can say Crawford. yeah. Kikoa <laughs> Crawford, and Matt's been talking about him, uh, so it's not really a huge um, surprise that he's on the roster uh, mm-hmm. because he is a guy that they invited back. And it also looks like, and I don't, I haven't seen this reported somewhere, but uh, I did see somebody tweet it. Maybe that Daryl Henderson was here on a on a tryout ver- uh, possibility. Ah. I saw that on Twitter, so. Uh, interesting if that happened, but they did wave a defensive back, and Anthony Witherspoon. Uh, not really too much of a surprise that they went that direction with where they're waving people.
0: Agreed. Um, Kako Crawford is is a former Cal Bear. Um, I, I think he was in earlier. He's got speed. I mean, let let's be honest; they're always looking for speed. He's a four four guy. Um, and I I got to say, I've not break broken down his film at Cal. He was a transfer. Um, and I do, a couple of years ago, have have him making a little bit of noise. He was in one of my notepads. Um, so that's a positive sign. But don't have a lot of information on him if he's going to push with some of the other guys that are on there, the, the Ross and Ross brothers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a lot of talent at the position on there. So does that give you an idea of of where everybody else is, the the Ty Fry Fogels, obviously the Rosses, Cornell Power, uh, Smith-Marset? In that they're bringing in another guy that has speed and can be a returner, possibly.
2: I don't think it really gives you any clue. Okay, I mean, you are looking at a situation where they could go a lot of different ways, and I think you know, we've talked and we've talked about this over the past couple of weeks, especially that you know, wide receivers, CBS, you are not really going to see what you need to be able to see until the pads come on, until they can start really it's not really necessarily about the hitting, although it kind of is because you're still not going to get the jams in that you normally would uh, when you're trying to go up one-on-one on on somebody. So that changes how things are going to to go. And the reality is, is you want to bring as much talent as you possibly can. in. And if this guy is somebody that they like, and I mean, the worst case scenario for, well, obviously worst case scenario for this guy is that he's not going to make the roster, but worst case scenario for the chiefs, they bring him in, he's not able to do anything. Maybe he's a guy that can catch on on the practice squad and be on the practice squad and be a contributor. That way, come up a couple of games, help in certain situations, and maybe he continues to be on the roster going forward. Maybe he finds a way to make the roster this year. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see when training camp comes.
0: Well, and there's got to be opportunity for that, right? Like uh, Nico Permigio is, is, is a guy that I, I thought had a chance – uh, to push for the roster as a returner as well in that same kind of position, so healthy competition goes well. Um, it, James. it goes across the whole roster too. I think it, there's a lot. And the thing that I, that I'm a little concerned about is we, I I come back to who's not there. Like it, it's great to keep adding talent. You got to keep doing that. But who's not there? There's quite a list of guys that missed practice here at this mandatory minicamp for a number of different things. And I want to run them down real quick for you and see what your your takeaway is. Um, Trey Smith strained his tricep this week and was held out of practice this week. LeJerry Sneed is out for a swollen knee. Uh, Rumor that that's left over from last season as well. Trent McDuffie has a – they finally uh, admitted a a stressed, quote-unquote, fibula. Generally, that means a stress fracture of some kind, and they're taking it easy on him. I've heard that term before, but it's always a little bit murky, so we got to be careful with that. And then the really interesting one for a guy his age, Blake Bell had an appendectomy out of the middle of nowhere. Usually, that's something that happens, uh, you know, at a younger point in your life. A lot of guys to be missing in in what is the the culmination of the off season program.
2: I would say you're right. The one that really concerns me, if I'm being honest about it, is probably. uh going to be luxurious need mm-hmm. uh Trent McDuffie I mean you get a break in your leg you have a stress fracture you're going to be dealing with that for several months it's just the reality of it and it's possible that he doesn't he isn't able to start training camp on time I mean that's in theory possible we don't know what this strain is how bad it is but there's absolutely zero reason to put him out there if he is not healthy and if there is any possibility that they can make the injury worse So. It's the right move for them to hold him out. You know, you start looking at luxurious Knee. That's another question. It's been months since that season's over. Having a swollen knee this time of year, when it's been months, uh, that that points to a deeper issue that you wished would have gotten taken care of over the off season. Maybe it's as easy as having an arthroscopic surgery, and he's out for six weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe Clean it up a bit. Right. And maybe that is something that can happen. And and I say six weeks. I know people that have had arthroscopic surgery usually to get back to you know your normal everyday walking and, and stuff like that in just a couple of days or or maybe a couple of weeks. But you know, when you're talking about an NFL athlete, that's a little bit different. Uh, and <laughs> I definitely would not be pushing this time of year if, if they do go that route and they try to clean up the knee. Don't push it and don't don't have him back day one in training camp if you think that it's going to hurt the knee and it's not 100 there give him some time to get that healed because it's only going to hurt you during the season if he's not available yeah. you know, when it comes to a guy like trey smith i'm not worried about straining a you know a, that's going to happen yeah. uh, linemen do that and and quite frankly you can do that lifting weights i mean it, you do something sure. wrong your your arm turns wrong whatever you could do that lifting weights. I'm not really going to be worried about that. I think he'll be fine, and he'll be ready to go for training camp. Blake Bell's yep. an interesting one. You're right. <clears throat> Apidectomy is one of those things where you usually see it a lot younger. But that's kind of a free thing. It's not a normal deal right. where you can't really do anything about it.
0: No, there's there's not much you can prepare for, right? And I don't want to alarm anyone, as Chris said. Coach Reed confirmed, everybody's expected to be ready for training camp. It's just that we we need to be aware of these things in case they pop up. Sometimes, especially the soft tissue stuff, like Mike Edwards is out with a hamstring, uh, the shoulder's bothering Isaiah Pacheco a little bit, like things that can linger when training camp does start, if those pop up on those players, we know it's because it's lingered from this point. So don't want to send anybody's alarms off. It, It should be fine. Everybody's expected to be able to go. And that does include one guy named Chris Jones, Just a couple things that have to happen before that. We're going to get to where he's at and what we expect for training camp right after this.
3: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So there's no more anticipated name coming to training camp than Chris Jones. We saw him at the White House. Goofing around with the rest of the team, everything's fine, everything's cool. Every, every, every indication from Brett Beach is uh, we're we're a okay, copacetic. Uh, they're down to what three hundred eighty three k on the cap. They expect to get this done with Chris Jones. I keep well, hoping and, this. And more,
2: I was just going to say really quick. More importantly, Chris jo- or more importantly, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes both think it's going to get done, mm-hmm. uh, and that he will be a camp on time. I know, I think you said that earlier, but just to kind of throw that out there and make sure that that's clear. Uh, they do yeah. think it's going to get done. And, yeah. and Mahomes came out and said that, you know, the Chiefs love Jones. And you can say you can say that's, you know, tongue-in-cheek, whatever, but Mahomes is this organization in a lot of ways. And I really don't think that he would be saying something that direct if it wasn't true.
0: Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. And, and you know that he's he's talked with Veach and, and obviously with Coach Reid, They're on the same page. So that just indicates that it is going to get done. I still hope that it gets done a little bit earlier than the beginning of training camp, as we've theorized about, because it lets you do a couple of other things. Again, this is this is play money for us, but this is real money for Clark in terms of the checks that he has to write, escrow, et cetera. But it does allow you to get some other things done to continue to build out. Uh, you know, Veteran free agents are going to continue to pop up. Yes, there's a couple out there that we've talked about. But there's going to be more, whether it's it's early in this process, following a mandatory minicamp, you'll generally see a couple of releases of some vets. Definitely during training camp, there's going to be the mandatory cutdowns. So there could even be some early releases there. So you want to leave yourself that room to maneuver. And Chris Jones is the key to that this year. Um, I have no doubt that he'll be there by training camp. I hope that it's early. But what does that do to what else has to happen in the meantime? players have to go get rehab for everybody that we just talked about in the last segment. Yep. They got to get themselves right and that means not just you got to continue to work out when you can, but you got to rehab, you got to rest, you got to get your therapy. You got to work on your nutrition, get ready. It's going to be hot come mid-July in St. Joe. Uh some of these players are not going to be ready for that, especially those that played in northern uh end of the states or whatever. You know some of the guys from Florida and everything, they're going to be like eh, this this humidity doesn't bother me. But there's still a preparation factor. And I think Chris Jones is a guy that will obviously – he'll be at the top of the list uh, come next week when, folks, we are going to run down uh, 53-man projection as of now. We're going to do that for you next week, and we're going to get into some of the, the other positional trends that we have to do as well. So don't miss Monday. And you guys know that we are here every day, five days a week for you, so make sure you get liked and subbed. But he'll be at the top of that list. But the question will be, he's always been a guy – that each year comes back, I think, a little more fit, a little more trim. His playing weight is now to the point where I don't know that he has much more to lose. If he loses, if he drops below 290, my question will be, where's the trade-off trade-off in, in the explosiveness he gets out of that versus the strength that he loses out of that? So I expect him to come in about 292 or so and play it that way.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's important for him, to. But I also think that he knows where he needs to be body-wise. I think that yeah. from the way he is trained, and I guess the way I'm looking at this is, when he originally signed this new contract, I thought he deserved it. I thought he was playing well. He's played better on this second contract than he played on his first. Mm-hmm. And you only do that by preparing the right way and getting your body ready for the rigors of the NFL season. So he knows how to do that. He knows what he needs to do to be prepared, and I do think that that's a big thing. He has to be able to stay at a good enough weight that it's not going to cause issues uh, with strength, with functional strength, and his ability to you know hold up at the line. But the other side of it for him is you know maybe changing the way that weight is distributed is is what he does, and maybe that's kind of how he he works at it. I, I, there's also a question whether or not you know, Joe Collins coming in and saying, okay, well, maybe, you know, if you do this, we can maybe look at some other things for you. Uh, you know, what is, what are their plans for him this year? I'm sure he already has a pretty good indication of what they want to do with him. So, you know, I think that there's, there's a lot of ways he could go. I don't worry about Chris Jones coming in in shape. I think that if you would have asked me five years ago before the second contract, I probably would have said, there's a question mark there because you saw him take plays off. You saw him, not doing what you would want from a player that had the ability to be dominant at times. But that hasn't been the case for so long that I don't think it's an issue. But you did bring up a good point earlier. Yes, you have to rehab. Yes, you have to rest. Yes, you have to do all that. But you have to stay in shape because mm-hmm. the one of the biggest things that they do in training camp is their fitness test when it starts. If you don't pass <laughs> the fitness test, you're not practicing. That's a big issue.
0: And for uh, for the new guys, we heard Juwan Taylor talk about it the other day. He's like, so, so what have you heard from the vets around here? He's like, be in shape. Show up in <laughs> shape. Do not mess around because it's going to yep. be pain. Uh, yep. There's a lot coming from it. And and I think that's the number one thing you could tell anybody. The rookies are going to get a rude awakening. Uh, where that comes down, I think is going to be up to them. And like you said, if they're prepared and they're in shape, they should be fine. We're looking forward to it, but what will that 53 boil down to once they do get to training camp at St. Joe? We're going to take a look at that first thing next week, so be with us Monday. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell, and you're part of the group already. You can hit us on the text line and get updates that way as well. It's 816-357-8781. Get in on the action there. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. I hope that you guys are as well. So thanks for being with us. We appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you Monday.